It is high noon on a Tuesday, which means it is time, friends and foes and all you knows, uh, for the Alta Clash. Oof, Alta Cast. Uh, so, yeah, here we are. Going to be getting a call in from Sheriff of Truth. Going to be in there giving us a call. 415-550-0511 or possibly through the internet thingies uh, uh, through my phone. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen this Tuesday? It's been a while. It's a new year. We are back. And Mutiny Radio will be with you for another year at least. Ooh. Thanks to the San Francisco Arts Commission. Yeah. Got that grant. Did not think I was going to get that. It's the one that I did by myself. <laughs> no, no help. <laughs> Even though I found out later that it was offered through the SFAC, I'm the dummy who was like, I can do it all by myself. And, um, and the only reason I did that is that I had to get it done early so that I could go to Greece. Anyway, I did it right, surprisingly, and actually got funded. So that's incredible and amazing and high-fiving myself all over the place. Because who knew? It was the skin of my teeth, though, baby doll. Like, I was, woo, I was so scared. Anyway, so, yeah, we'll be with you for another year. There'll be an eighth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, is calling. She works with Livable City now. They do Sunday Streets. They also do Phoenix Day, which Mutiny Radio will be a part of again during the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, the eighth annual. And we're going to be doing all kinds uh promotions for it you'll be hearing about it all year long i've got a bunch of amazing changes for the eighth year i've actually got money to fund the thing which is unbelievable (laughs) seriously it's crazy uh but yeah they're gonna it's gonna be amazing and i'm gonna have all out-of-town people the in-town people will only be hosts that will be paid they will be on staff Woo! It's funny how people work better for you when you pay them, <laughs> when you can trust them. Usually, I guess that's how it works. Like, I mean, I guess you can trust volunteers, but boy, oh boy, do I do I like it better when you throw them a little change and then they, it changes the game, baby. All right, so yay, mutinyradio.fm in .sf. Yay, San Francisco Arts Commission. And thanks to everybody who's donated in the past. I don't have to beg you for money this year. Yay! We don't have to do a GoFundMe. Yay! I hate, I hate begging for money. And I thank all of you who have kept the place alive for the past 10 years. That's the other thing we have to roll out this year is that this marks the 10th year that I've been the director of Mutiny Radio since 2013 to 2023. Holy crap, where's the time gone? I know where it's gone, right down the toilet. At least it wasn't up my nose. You know what I mean? I had a crazy thought this morning because I was walking down the street and everything was very wet because it was raining. And it looked very clean and nice. And I didn't really see any needles or any fentanyl patches or something. But, of course, my fiction brain goes to what if you step – because I was walking down the grossest part of the street, which is uh, Larkin between something and Eddie. Anyways, it's pretty bad. And – They were cleaning it up and stuff, and I thought, oh, what would happen if fictionally I stepped in some fentanyl and then I went home? And sometimes my cats like to, like, knock my shoes over and sniff them and stuff. 
And what if they did that and then they died of fentanyl poisoning because they like did something with my shoes? Oh, my God. I wonder if that's ever happened. I kind of want to look it up on Reddit or some other thing. Has anyone's cat ever died from accidental fentanyl overdose from the street? I don't know, man. Is that, I should put it in a novel as like the crux of the, it's a mystery and no one can figure out how the cat dies. That's the, it's like, it was an accident. Didn't mean to bring it in from the street. It wasn't calculated murder. All right. Don't ever murder anybody's cat. Can you imagine? Anyway, I've been watching a lot of serial killer documentaries and I'm like, I just don't get it. Like when you decide that people aren't people and you just kill them. Wow. Whoa. It's like, ah. And then what about me wants to watch that? Ah. Problems. Anyway. Okay. I'm going to find some music. We're going to put it on while we wait for Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, to call because I'd rather have a conversation with her than just talk to you myself. And I can't imagine that anything I'm saying is, has any value. <laughs> a comment came up to me last night and was like, you're so quiet. Oh, there she is. Thank God. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hey. All right. Happy New Year. Yay. Happy New Year and all that stuff. I'm so glad Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, is calling in to 415-550-0511. And that's exciting because I just recalibrated the board, so it actually works, and we can hear you. Can you believe it? Yeah, can you hear me well? Yeah, pretty well, actually, but you're in the car or something. I hear, like, something behind you, like bumper cars or something's happening. Oh, yeah, I just stopped by Walgreens to get some cold cold meds. Oh, no. You've got oh, no, the sickness. I, I'm fine. I'm just presenting. Oh, because you just got off an airplane, you right? Know, it's still sickness in the air, but I'm feeling okay. So because you just got off a plane. Yeah, yeah. So I just got back to the UK. Um, my body's still out of whack because you know what it's like to be jet lagged and all that fun stuff. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling positive, especially... I, I meant to share the good news with my coworkers about the grant that we got. Yay! So exactly. Pam can sleep at night, and I don't have to worry. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. And uh, we can. It'll be really great because this year for for Phoenix Day we can. Oh, I can barely hear you. This year for Phoenix Day we can partner, and during Sunday Streets, I mean, we can have. If you want to have clean comedy at any of your Sunday Streets, I would love to facilitate that with. You know, we I've got all the portable PAs, and we can work it out. And uh, just I love the partnership. So yay! Ooh, can you turn your volume up a little bit? More? Well, I just um, you've got to get closer to your phone. If I go any hotter, then it's gonna um, okay. it's gonna it's gonna blow it out on on the way that wanna, listening audience. That. Yeah, I can pump you up a little more though, and I can <laughs> get, get myself a little. There we go. Okay, that a little better. A little better? I feel like, a little bit, is yeah. that better? Okay. I'm just going to be in a quiet space. All right. Just be in a quiet not. space. Yeah, so um, what was the craziest thing about the UK? Uh, was there anything crazy? Oh, oh, so the last night we were there, we were in London. Um, and so I was looking for, um, I stopped by this shop. 
we were in South London and stopped by the shop, was trying on hats, you know. And this, unfortunately, this Muslim brother was like, stop putting on hats, stop putting on hats. Those hats are for men. And I'm like, dude, I know they're for men, but I like them. Don't try on, don't try on. And my partner is like, how is she expecting to buy a hat and can't try it on? So those are men, men. So basically there was a sexist moment. Wow. That happened there. Marcus, my partner, we left. We were like, fuck off. And so then I got to use a little bit of Arabic curse words that I learned many, many years ago. When I called him a shamunta, oh, he didn't like that. Oh, well, though, <laughs> so they didn't want to sell you a, a man's trip hat? until you curse somebody out. But they, they didn't want to sell you a man's hat? Like, that's weird. Or- he said he, he was sitting all the way at where the cash register was. I was, like, in the other area, you know, trying on hats. Yeah. Maybe it's that Muslim men can't touch hats that have touched women because that's some weird thing with their religion maybe like that if a woman touches something it becomes i mean i still think it's sexist but that in some way it becomes unclean or that they're somehow you know like how orthodox jewish men can't touch women that are not their wives not even a handshake and they say that well it's because the power of woman is so extreme that we we have to only touch our wives and um maybe it's something weird shit like that that we're just like I, but either way fucked up yeah i mean that guy first of all don't have a public open air market if that's the case right in south london yeah um, read your room you know <laughs> here's the thing and even my partner when he's telling him we're we don't do that male female uh crap and my thing is this, I, I'm not all for assimilation, not at all, but there are certain things like that kind of ignorance, you got to leave that someplace else, dude. Mm. you know, and especially, how do you plan on making, I mean, maybe he makes money just off his community, but then again, there's other people who, if it's a, it was a big store, so it's just like, and there was nobody in there, so right. <laughs> why not? At least, I don't know. It was just so weird. Yeah, it was weird. like, man, you know, fuck this guy. Bout of capitalism. That was pretty sexist. I wonder if it would have been different if I didn't have these dreadlocks. Oh. That was another thing I was thinking as well. Interesting. Um, here's my was question. Was he trying to say that I was dirty because of my hair? Or is there another undertone to it? Maybe. Am I overthinking it? I, I mean. On that end? But either way. It's definitely an ism. There's some something was going on where they weren't respecting you, <laughs> and so that's that's what I got out of that interaction. Um, hey, over the break, I binge watched. I, I mean, you were in the UK, so I have to ask you about it. The whole Harry and Meghan thing, the whole renouncing his princedom and coming out with that Netflix thing, and all the stuff about the royal family. Was there any hubbub about that in in the UK when you were there? Uh, they don't give a fuck about that. Most of the people that I, I, I'm around want to abolish the monarchy, which oh. I don't blame them. And plus, what I did know is they're also having them with King Chuck, a.k.a. Charles, yeah. 
you know, he has a lot of his hands with a lot uh, with a lot of investment bankers and stuff. Yeah. So that could be a big issue coming up as he takes the crown. Yeah. And then on top of this, I also learned that there the Tories who are the ver- the Republican version in the UK. Right. They too are starting to do the um, voter ID law as oh. well. So unfortunately, the UK is picking up our bad habits. Things have not been great since. Brexit. Wow. And a lot of people, it, you see the g- generational divide of people who are for the monarch. Actually, the quick story. Um, Marcus's niece, the day that the, uh, the queen died, they were at a pub. And when they found out the queen died, I guess the barkeep was like, boy, uh, we need to have a moment of silence for the queen. Yeah. And Anna, she's like, no, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. Who gives a fuck about the queen? I think they got kicked out because of that. Wow. But there was also a lot of people, you know, the older generation that was just like, you have to respect the queen and her death. And a lot of the youth are fighting against that because the, the uh, citizens are taxed and their taxes go to the monarch. Yeah. Right. So well, why would you want to? I mean, they're, they're pointless. And well, they're corrupt, and they're pedos. Yeah, there's a lot going on with, and I thought it was very interesting that Prince Andrew's title was actually stripped, and that there was some like not actual acknowledgement, but sort of acknowledgement, and through that, um, that he paid off the girl. There was a settlement, and his titles were stripped. So there was a settlement about the 16-year-old girl that there were pictures with of him on the pedo island, on Jeffrey Epstein's island, and things are still, you know, coming out about that, and they're distant, and the monarchy is distancing themselves, of course, but, and why do we still, why is there still, why is there still a monarchy? Why are they still about, and if they're just figureheads, why continue them? Because of history, like, so they get to keep all of the art? So for me, the only problem I have about the British is that they stole all the antiquities from Greece. They have the original, all the, like, original Acropolis stuff that hasn't been, like, reshaped. They have. They have it. Well, think think of all the African jewels and stuff. Yeah. And other things that they've Uh stolen that they've been trying to get back. Mm -hmm. And also in India as well, they've taken some things, like... They're a bunch of thieves. Well, and all, I mean, it's, it's really, it's remarkable in their houses and in their, in the land that they own and in the castles and all of the furniture and art and priceless items that belong to all of the British people. No, no. And in that, but there were, I mean, I, I guess I get it back in like the 1900s and the Downton Abbey days where they were job creators and there were all these towns that flourished based off of these sort of, I, you know, it's, it's the haves and the have nots. It's, they were the 1%. They're still the 1%. Now there's new people that get to be the 1%. But I think until the monarchy is abolished, we'll never get after the actual the 1%, right? Like, cause they're the ones that we actually, of course they were the 1% cause they were, but that's the other thing is that people used to believe that the queen and the king were right there with God and that Pope, the, that God talks to the Pope and that God talks to the king and queen and they are somehow ordained their family life. Their family line has been ordained by God. And now so 
there are people that don't believe in God and they're like, fuck you. God didn't touch you. We don't believe in God. You're just a person who gets all the money. Why? Not necessarily making the best decisions, Prince Andrew. Like you still get all of the rights and privileges of the most respected mm-hmm. and expensive people in the world and you get to touch little girls. You gross motherfuckers. But who knows? I, but that's why like all that Prince Harry and Meghan stuff and I'm just like, I'm just happy that they're like rich people that they're doing things. They're like, do it. They're do, making the world a better place and recognizing like privilege and talking about it. And anyway, I I really enjoyed their whole documentary and everything they're doing on Netflix. I'm like, you go, like, good job. But they're still just rich people. Anyway. I will say this much with them too. They definitely did. Mama, okay. <laughs> They definitely exposed everyone yeah. in that crooked-ass family. <laughs> well, like Netflix hadn't already done it with The Crown and all those other things. Like, there's been, I mean, I don't know. It's like, is the, no publicity is bad publicity, maybe. Who knows? Um, so one other thing, the only thing that's good about Brexit, this is the only thing where I can say, you know what? Here's the silver lining of Brexit is that if you're if you're an expat living abroad and you don't have a visa and you're on a tourist visa it's amazing cuz you can just fly to England for a week and fly back to the EU because it's not part of the EU you know so instead of like flying somewhere like fucking weird like well not weird I don't want to call Albania weird but you know instead of going to like Morocco or Israel or Albania or some other country that is in Iceland. Who knows? It ha- is Iceland part of the EU? I don't think so. Are they? I should look uh, that up. No. So, because they're like, no, we need to be on our own. We have our own power um, through volcanic means. But that's the really good thing about Brexit is it's not part of the EU. So when and if I move to Athens and if I don't get a work visa right away for working there or in any meaningful fashion, I can just take a flight to London <laughs> and like, or take a flight to Scotland um, or, you know, and then be there for like a week and then go back. So, I know, definitely. What sucks is um, with Brexit, like um, they're, uh, they're heating the, they, uh, they're he- uh, the people well, I guess they have like a kind of like a monopoly of uh, people that do uh, propane and heating for people's homes. And so that bill um, has quadrupled. So you have a lot of people having to choose between food and heat. And wow. uh, I believe a couple of weeks ago, they had like frigid temperatures um, in the whole country. And a lot of people couldn't afford to turn on the heat. So it just seems like a lot of things that are going on over there are same thing over here. Um, there's a homeless problem. Really? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, it's really bad, especially in London, uh, because no one can afford to live there. Sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, there's not a lot, you know, jobs and opportunity. You know, oh, there's a bunch of strikes. So when I was there. I heard the about that. The There there were tons of strikes. There was, like, sanitation worker strikes. There were... Um, I was looking at that, that like 28 different 
unions are on strike? I was like, what? That's yep. that's crazy. That's well, I mean, is the EU like that stabilizing of a entity that it would help or now yes. what if what if the what if the UK was like can we join and the EU was like fuck you no you didn't want to join when we wanted you to join you wanted to get out of it and now you go fuck yourself and your pound what was the dollar to the pound how was it was everything crazy expensive yeah it was uh so the pound was higher than the dollar oh. so there was inflation of that the prices were a little bit more it was a little bit more expensive um, even though we, you know, spent the majority of time in, in Bristol, but, uh, yeah, the cost of living has really skyrocketed over there. Like I was even looking at home and, um, uh, flat prices and seeing how much they were and Jesus Christ. Really? I don't understand how a lot of people can't afford to live there. Like, you know. Okay. So how much does a sandwich people- cost? It, like a sandwich, like you go into a deli, you get a sandwich, how many pounds? Uh, I would say probably about like about the same price as seven to eight pounds, which would round to like around ten, eleven dollars. Okay, dollars. all right, same price as the sandwiches here. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Rent is no joke. Um, so like even if, uh, relatives have been have roommates again, you know, in order to make it cheaper, obviously to live comfortably. You know, so a lot of that is going on. It's, it's definitely Brexit took a toll. Um, and ever since then, I mean, that's why you have so much going. They, I mean, they used Brexit. They used a bunch of racial undertones for Brexit. Huh. The people that created Brexit, like Nigel Farage, are nowhere to be in sight, who just made their coin and got the F out. So it just, Was it because it, it of immigration? Got, Did they... so? Was the underlying racist like yep. point of so it was an immigration issue, and they said if we're part of the EU, then all these other people have access to our country that we don't want to have access. Exactly. Was it like that? Really, really yeah. sounds familiar, right? <laughs> it certainly does. Wow, it's like were they going to build a wall? They're like, no, we have a moat. <laughs> we're islands, you fuckers. <laughs> They've got the biggest moat around the entire country. Wow. You know, it's just racism really, it boggles me at this point because I I know it's real and I know it's the undertones and underpinnings have been controlling us for a long time and its echoes continue to do so. The same thing with misogyny, really. But I still feel like it is a tool of the 1% and the monarchy, the people in charge, the people with the money, to keep us confused from taking it away from them, you know, of saying, like, this isn't fair, Bezos. Like, you've got all the, and Elon Musk, like, and taking it back because there are so many of us and so few of them, and we get divided and confused by these other issues. It's like... I hate this people. Well, I hate these people. Well, we both hate these people. Let's all choose this and hate this. And it's like, and really what we should be doing is eating the fucking rich and stealing their, not stealing, 
redistributing. Why do they get all the wealth and power? Why do we consolidate it with one group of people who happens to be a shitty group of people if you look at the actual monarchy? Like, they, they're pretty shitty people. I mean, although why would, why would anybody want to consolidate power in that way so that these people have, like, the ultimate decision? It doesn't make sense. And then to say, oh, well, they were ordained by God to make these decisions for us. What? Like, what kind of, what? Anyway. We're in a simulation. Um, any other fun things that you learned on vacation? It's kind of weird going back to what you were saying, especially with the monarch. You know, it's what's funny is I was listening to people talk about like uh, at the uh, what had happened like at the Queen's funeral and stuff mm. with uh, talking to Marcus's relatives and stuff. They didn't go, but just some of the people that were around there, and so. It, it was just really funny how people still worship these people, and they, they're peasants to them. Right. The mar- I mean, it's just, it's, well, you know what? It, it's kind of like how worldwide now you see how everyone worships wealthy people. Yeah. Like a wealthy person could do no wrong. And it's so weird yeah. that. People don't realize that, no, you're the peasant. You're not the one percenter. <laughs> what are you doing? You, you're going against your own. Yeah. These people don't benefit you. Well, so, and I, I understand how easy it is to, you know, sex traffic girls now that, I, now that I've watched the, you know, the, the Jeffrey thing and the, and the Giz, Gislaine thing. And like, oh, I watched that. It's just so sad but it's a i mean and it's but it's it's the beginning of uncovering the one percent it's the beginning of saying just because you have all the wealth in the world doesn't mean that you get to treat other people that they aren't people people are people 16 year old girls they're people they're not playthings. they're not living dolls you don't get just to stick your dick in their mouth whenever you want because you're a rich person that's not the way it works they're people and we either and i say this all the time but we either value, we either acknowledge and respect the intrinsic value. Oh, you're underneath something. We either we either value and acknowledge the intrinsic value of all humanity, whether it be by sex, by non-sex, by genderless, by cis binary, by choice of religion, by by whatever you are. If you are human and you are breathing, do as as a philosophy, do people have value and you either say yes or you say no and from there we get to make a bunch of decisions and then there's moralistic things that come into play because if you say no then fuck it fuck it all great you you don't think people have any worth and they're just objects it's terrible you're a sociopath and i and i pity you and and that's very scary and i'm sad you're in the world with us it's you know we can get along better than that but People with money think they're better than everyone else. And that is either true or it's not true. We're either all, not, and not that we're all humans. Are we equal or are we not? Do we still have slavery? Did the, did the fucking World Cup give a shit about all the Bangladeshis that died? All the people that oh. were used as slave labor that are under, gee, I wonder why that one, I had made a joke about it. I'm like, I wonder why that one uh, stadium was called 947. <laughs> it's because there's 947 dead Bangladeshis under there. Huh? Like, people, 
died because of soccer? Are you fucking kidding me? So I guess soccer players' lives are worth more than, or however much money you make. Okay, so we either, if we want to say it that way, then let's fucking be honest about it. If people are well, worth, if, if, it is, if it's monetary value that people have and we're all on a fucking caste system, then let's get back to that. Let's be like India and let's make it fucking pronounced that when you're born, I'm sorry, you're fucked. You're going to be a prostitute. This is the way it is. You don't have intrinsic value. This is your value. Go ahead because we recognize that you are nothing. But I think that we've moved past that shit or we haven't. Either we have the knowledge, we understand the truth and we can make a change about it or not and right now in san francisco lots of people on the street don't seem to have value and i don't know what to do about that <laughs> i was about to say speaking up since you're talking about football you've heard about ronaldo signing to the saudi arabian oh, soccer club he did decide which to is go very get some problematic money. i mean yeah. they yeah. have I mean, they were already already backwards, but they really, like the Saudi Arabian government really has been going way backwards. And I think I was reading very briefly that they uh, have been, their beheadings are up. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and this, and then what, what Renato is getting paid out is the largest, I think, $200 million. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, sure. Because it's, I mean, he gets to do all the endorsement deals. He's going to be down. He's going to bring a lot of positive press i guess to saudi arabia <laughs> oh well so that's not a good look not it a is good not look. a good look and what's funny about it is i'm i'm not seeing too many people talk about what that government has been doing yeah i've just been hearing the fact of like he signed this uh big deal yeah and I'm like, so are we not going to talk about the journalists that the journalists that they killed? Are we not going to talk about the beheadings? Are we scary. not going to talk about how there is a lot of sex trafficking that's going on in Saudi Arabia? Are we just going to bypass all this because Ronaldo got that 200 million? Like, there's just so much corruption, yeah. and it's kind of disappointing that he would, but sign to them, but money. <laughs> Money, I know. We've just and it's it's so amazing how not quickly. I mean, it's it's been there the whole time. If you look at, I mean, the history of America from how we were built from first taking the land from the Native Americans, then using slavery to build everything, then using slavery of other races uh, with the indentured servitude and the Chinese people and the Chinese Exclusion Act and all of the anti. Asian stuff and then even through even through stealing like I was just watching this thing in World War II about how the Germans it was like everyone thought how did the how did they fund the war what did they do well when they took all the Jews and took them away and put them into ghettos and then they took them from the ghettos and put them into concentration camps they took the wealth of like four million people that were people that were had houses and art and they, like and they they took their money they took they basically liquidated and funded a war based off the people that they subjugated and murdered it's it's pretty amazing if you think about it like and scary and horrific um that they did that but then we did the same thing if you look at Japanese internment during World War II what happened to Japanese people that 
had lived that were American citizens that owned businesses mm-hmm. and owned houses and owned cars and had lives and had to sell things for 10 cents, five cents on the dollar to pack up their shit and go to an internment camp, a, basically a, a concentration camp in a shitty part of California, cold, like t- weird tent setups. And, you know, it's just nightmare at what we did in California. I don't know. There's so much like history of anyways, we're just ah, and we're still we're still doing it. We're still aching away. I mean, that whole scandal with the dot bomb and giving everybody terrible loans and then they defaulted on them because they couldn't afford them in the first place. And everybody made, got rich except for the people that now don't have homes. And then like what? It was just <laughs> it's. It's just the poor keep getting poorer and the rich keep getting richer. And we know this. I mean, we could look at the fucking French Revolution. We could look at Marie Antoinette. We could look at the history and go, look, there it is. But we're so disassociated from it. Even even the people who take time to learn it, which doesn't seem like very many people who know how to read anymore. Even when you go back and learn about it and go, wait a minute, but look at this history. And you go, wait a minute, look at this present. People go, oh, no, it's not like that. That's not what's happening. It's like, no, ah! Anyway. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, t- I'm too old. I'm a relic now. It's like if it's not on TikTok, they're like, but it didn't happen. Everybody's <laughs> memory is so short. We're just like fish now. Fish have, fish have like a three-second memory, right? So... That's how why you, if you have a fish and you have a child, you tell them, yeah, you can feed the fish, we'll always eat, but you can't feed the fish all the time because the fish doesn't remember that it just ate. You can make a fish explode like with food, like a goldfish. They'll die because they can't remember that they're eating the whole time because so that's, a, that's like the metaphor for Americans. <laughs> <laughs> We're just fish. Oh, man. We're just fish. And someone's going to eat us. Someone's going to, we're just fish, and they're feeding us and feeding us. We have no memory, and they're going to pull us out of the water and eat us. <laughs> oh, all right. You're on the, I hear you're on the trolley. Yeah. Are you on the uh, T-line? The T-line's exciting. I'm uh, at Walgreens still. Oh, ding. The T-line goes all the way starting on the 7th to Chinatown. I noticed that I got a thing in the notice about that, uh, and I'm like, interesting, too bad I won't be able to take it uh, today, or not today, but uh, this weekend, because uh, it's going to be raining, uh, storming, and oh. I'm probably not going to do shit this weekend. Oh, good for you. That's why I'm at this Walgreens. Oh, yeah, you got to stock up. There you go. For the whole weekend. Yeah, what am I? I've just got... I've just got comedy, but nothing, nothing really, nothing really crazy going on. Um, just, yeah, just comedy every day of the week. Trying my best. <laughs> Keep going. And I'm, I, I've got some, yeah. No, life is, but life is good. We got the grant. Um, I'm life is booked on a bunch of shows. Right now. What happened? And you? I, what, I didn't hear that. Sorry. I said life is positive for right now. Oh. And you? Yeah, it will. I think it will be this whole year, I, I, I feel like. And that's the thing. It's the sad, sad truth of it that the very small amount of money that I was able to glean from the city, I can make a lot out of it. And it can actually make my life incredibly easy. And it's funny because $50,000 to 
to like anything else in San Francisco is just like nothing. But for me, it's everything. It makes the year so easy and amazing. And I can do so much with that money. It's unbelievable because, you know, it's just, it's incredible. I don't have to beg for money this year. Woo. It's like, wow, what can I accomplish when I don't have to be losing my mind and spending so much mental brain space to like money because it's there. It's like, I feel like Virginia Woolf and having a room of one's own, like 500 pounds a year and the ability to write with one's wits um, is all a woman needs to create fiction. So, whoopity do. Thanks, Virginia. I mean, San Francisco. Um, well, welcome home and thank you. Do the Walgreens and and don't get sick. Feel better. Take the whatever. Take the zinc. What are those weird little things you can take? The zinc tabs that make you not get sick, or like lots of vitamin C, or something. Tea, lots of tea as well and honey. Yeah, tea and honey and the whole deal. Because every time I I ride on an airplane, I get sick just because of recycled air and being with all those people on a plane. You're, oh, you're still there. Where? I don't know. No, you're still there, but you seem to be gone. Oh, there you yeah, are. Yeah, okay. I, uh, I just promised myself, don't start the new year shitty. And I did not make any resolutions because that shit is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> resolutions are only there to be broken. <laughs> right. So I will say this much. This is what I am going to be doing. I will. I am trying to cut back on my alcohol intake. So, especially in the month of January, um, I am going to be just saving drinking only for like the weekend. I noticed, like toward the end of the year, I was having a glass of wine or a beer almost like at least five days out of the week. Right. Not getting drunk, but like just having some kind of alcoholic substance. And I'm like, ah, I don't want that. I don't need that. Uh, part of me wants to do like a dry, uh, a dry month, but we already have a happy hour thing that's going on at work on Friday. So I'm like, well, that kills that. <laughs> <laughs> I usually take February sober. Yeah. But I usually do it every other year. So. I did it in 2020. I did it in 2022. So this year's optional for me. I, I don't have to, but I can if I want. But also, I haven't I haven't drank in the new year yet. Um, I just, I had, oh, I, you. I, thank you. I had New Year's Eve and then I haven't drank. I just haven't wanted to. I mean, oh goodness, I didn't drink Sunday, Sunday and Monday of this week. Jesus, Pam, give yourself a high five. Um, but I don't know. I mean, if I want to drink tonight I will and if I don't I won't but that's kind of my my thing it's not a resolution but it's a choice of like if I don't want to drink I'm not going to drink because I found myself drinking just because it was there not because I wanted to but just because it was like oh we're having a drink and I don't need to do that at all like and but there were so many opportunities where there was for me it's always been that the drinks are free and it's hard to say no. But now, if I don't want to drink, I don't have to drink. Even if it's free. Even if it's free, I don't I don't need it if I don't want it. If I want it, cool. But also on the flip side, if I ever feel like I need it, 
then I really don't want it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to feel like I need, and I feel the same way about marijuana. I don't want to feel like I need it. Because if I feel like I need it, then I feel like there's this contentious relationship with it. Then I just want it to be normal. But I, you know, I think that maybe that's, that's where I'm trying to flip my brain around, is that there isn't a need. If there's a want, I can indulge. But if the want isn't there, there's no reason to overindulge. Yeah. You know, being an adult. I agree. Just, I agree with that. Just trying to be an More adult. More self-control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And just being, like, present and aware of what I'm doing and why I'm there and what I'm doing it for and all that kind of stuff. Because, like, if I want to get drunk, I can get drunk. Like, I'm allowed to do that. I'm a fucking adult. And I can do it in a in a way that's safe and, you know, fun and uh, and have precautions for myself. Like, before I even leave the house to get drunk, I'm going to put a bunch of water in the refrigerator. So it's very easy for me to have nice cold water when I come back and need it before I, you know. And I can have have a person that's with me so that I'm not alone, so I don't do anything stupid and weird, you know, and I... Turn off my phone so that I don't drunk text or drunk call someone unnecessarily that I don't need to do because there's no reason to do that shit. <laughs> there's no reason. <laughs> there's no reason to leave messages. I, I wish that when I, I wish I had a breathalyzer on my phone and it wouldn't let me make stupid calls um, to people when I'm like, at two, or maybe after midnight, my phone should shut off. How about that? That, sh- that makes more sense. Because uh, Jonathan replayed me. Uh, something from New Year's Eve because I was pretty wasted and I called him because he wasn't answering his phone and it was hilarious. (laughs) 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 Anyways, it was good that we could so quickly laugh about it together. What a, (laughs) how I, yes, yes. How I should not, I should not be drunk and call anyone ever. (laughs) 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 Okay. Well, (laughs) Well, yay for the new year, and uh, uh, everything's going to work out in the, in the end. You'll see. And um, Starting another year. Yeah, and hopefully you, uh, next week you come in. I can see you in person. We can discuss yes. more of, the, of your amazing uh, trip and your plans for 2023 and and livable city and all the amazing things that are going to happen. And yay, San Francisco. Yay. There'll be some collabs this year for sure. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm, I love all that. I mean, I mean, especially the Sunday street stuff. I love outdoor comedy. <laughs> I love it. It's <laughs> the best thing from the pandemic. It's the one thing. If we can keep one thing from the panty, I say out the normalization of comedy during the day in the sunshine. That's, Bring it back. I love like it. that. So, okay. More well, people outdoors. Yeah. And appreciating, like, appreciating community and what we have and the beauty and wonderment of San Francisco. It really is, like, it really does have beautiful architecture. It really is a lovely and amazing place. It really does have great weather. It has beautiful parks. There's great trees. There's lots of just art on the street. There's great murals. There's... 
you know, gorgeous um, stained glass windows and, I mean, all of it. Like, there's history here. It's it's a beautiful place. It really is. North Beach is gorgeous. Like, there's still there's still some poetry. I like there's, it over there. Yeah. So, be a tourist in your own town. Uh, enjoy the landscape. And I will be back next week. Next week. Next week. Okay, you're the best. And um, bye. Bye. Have a good week. Stay dry, y'all. Keep those panties dry. Well, we did it. All right. Thanks, guys. This was another fun day. Uh, check us out at Mutiny Radio all the time, every day. Comedy, free comedy uh, near you, San Francisco. Today is Tuesday, so we've got 6 o'clock, OMG. Two for one well drinks if you like to drink. If you like to drink and laugh, Tuesdays are very fun at OMG. Start your week off right with six o'clock two for one wells during free comedy on sixth street it's a lot of fun really lovely comedian wednesday baby blues barbecue seven o'clock yeah it's weird we do comedy in a barbecue joint whatever <laughs> it's a really good barbecue and they have five dollar standard deviant beers if you like to drink if you don't like to drink that's fine too honestly the barbecue is the best in the city though okay uh thursday the bar on Dolores, 8 o'clock or after the game. Every week, every Thursday at 29th and Dolores. This Thursday, I'm actually at the Bistro in Hayward. 7.30 show featuring Miles Weber's headlining. Thanks, Sean Boyles, for the booking. Um, and then I'll probably try to get... I'll get back over to the bar on Dolores. But we'll have a guest host, so yippee ki yay Yeah, now I don't want to say yippee ki yay anymore. I want to say... Walkie talkie die hard, motherfucker. Um, then on Fridays, we have six o'clock here at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour open mic. Come on by, join us in person or listen live, mutinyradio.fm, like you're listening right now. And then on Saturdays, two o'clock, Atlas, 20th and Alabama outdoor show. Love it. Free comedy every day of the week. Check us out. You could always donate. Mutiny Radio at Mutiny Radio on Venmo. Thanks for doing that. And please, I hate Instagram and I don't know how it works, but I'm posting to it. And if you like it, follow us at Mutiny Radio SF or at Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Kind of the same thing. And hey, I'll be back Friday at six o'clock here for the and yay. Thanks for listening to Mutiny Radio.
Twice is gone, you gotta roll, move it right on down. Gonna get me a gal that'll go out on the town. Well, you gotta move on down the line. Gonna get me a gal that'll make some time. She can't be quiet, she can't be slow, cause when you start strutting, gotta go.
Time Frisbee promised him a rain 
Now, as I get to school, I hear the late bell ringing. Running through the hall, I hear the glee club singing. Get to the office, I can hardly speak. Cause it's the third late pass that I got this week. So to my first class, I run and don't walk. All I hear is my sleep. Bussy. Try to do what those ladies tell us Get shot down cause you're overzealous Play hard to get females get jealous Okay smarty, go to a party Girls are scantily clad, are showing body A chick walks by, you wish you could sex her But you're standing on the wall like you was Poindexter Next day's function, high class luncheon Food is served in your stone cold munching Music comes on, people start to dance But then you ate so much, you nearly split your pants A girl starts walking, guys start gawking Sits down next to you and starts talking Says she wanna dance cause she likes to groove on fat so and just bust the move. Child, you have some 
There are Jews in the world, there are Buddhists, there are Hindus and Mormons, and then there are those that follow Mohammed's books. I've never been one of them. I'm a Roman Catholic and have been since before I was born. The one thing they say about Catholics is They'll take you as soon as you're warm You don't have to be a six-footer You don't have to have a great brain You don't have to have any clothes on your A Catholic the moment that came Because every sperm is sacred Every sperm is great If a sperm is wasted God gets quite irate Every sperm is sacred Every sperm is great If a sperm is wasted God gets quite irate Thank you. 
dreaming I was a Capone. Rumor going round, gonna clear right out. Smell like a drop is born. Pick up my lock, gonna break down the door. Give me way more smoke. Don't go crazy at all.
some fishes being so busy with the washing of the dishes. Reaction levels much too high. I can do without the stimuli. I'm living way beyond my ways and means, living in the zone of the in-betweens. Sausage speared by the cocktail sink. 